0: Welcome to Leading Lights. You're about to hear a message from Lighthouse Church. Hello there. We've been talking about testimonies, how you tell a story from your own life of what God has done. We've said that they are grateful or thankful stories. They are humble stories. They are honest stories. They are not preachy stories. They are just telling your story. And we've talked about the power that they have and the elements of testimonies. But did you know that when you tell a God story, your God story, just in your own words, God is in it and he's using it as a weapon to defeat the devil. Did you realize that? It's the most amazing thing. You know, the Bible talks about us being in a war with the devil, even as Christians, even after we've crossed over from darkness to light, the devil still tries to attack us. But he can't get to us other than by lies and innuendos and the Bible talks about schemes of the devil or or strategies that he uses where he puts together plans in the background and lies and I've seen it where people have misunderstandings and miscommunications between themselves and for years there are there are damaged relationships and you realize behind it it was a scheme of the devil where he was putting Little misunderstandings, little lies, uh, just trying to separate people and make people ineffective in their service of God. The Bible talks about fiery darts of the devil where he throws accusations or, or irrational fears. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night just very fearful and you don't know why? All of these are the attacks or the schemes or the designs and strategies of the devil. And we have weapons against him. Two Corinthians chapter 10 says, though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. In other words, uh, the way we fight the devil is not the way we would fight a human or a physical enemy. It says, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or not fleshly, not physical, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. And then he describes what a stronghold is. It says, We cast down arguments. So it's all about ideas and thoughts and and lies in our minds. We cast down arguments. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. You know, there are proud things and high things and, and ideas that say, I know better than God. And they come through little arguments and they're built up into strongholds. And then it says, we bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So it's all about thoughts and and mental things but did you realize your testimony when you give a testimony when you stand up in front of one or many other people and you say this is what happened in my life this is where i was this is what god did this is where i am now i give all the glory to god and you're honest and humble and you're just sharing what god has done something powerful happens and the bible says it is a weapon in this warfare against the devil. Now, let me just briefly just speak about this warfare. You may say, I don't wanna be in a warfare. I I just wanna ignore the devil. I wanna close my eyes, block my ears, pretend he's not there, and then he won't attack me. But the Bible says that we do wrestle against him. In 1 Peter, it says that he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. He's a roaring lion, which means he's saying things. His weapons are lies. Uh, In John chapter 8, Jesus said that the devil speaks only lies. And when he lies, he's speaking his native language. That's his trick. That's his method. It's lies and accusations. And we are in this warfare. If we are unaware, it won't help us because he is still going to be sending lies our way. But if we are aware, we can withstand him. Ephesians chapter 6 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces. And then it says, we can put on the armor of God so that we will be able to overcome him, to withstand him in the evil day. When he comes against us, we can overcome. James says, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. And that passage in 1 Peter where it says the devil prowls around like a roaring lion also says, resist him and he will flee. So we have the ability to overcome. But today I want to just focus in on testimony. When you stand up and give a testimony or when you hear somebody else give a testimony, something happens in this warfare. It's like weapons have been given to us, God's people, to overcome the devil and his strength, his weapons, have been stripped away. Now, I've already said that lies are his main weapon, and so when we give a testimony, truth is uncovered. You know, in this modern day and age, people love to put on a good front, but sometimes a dishonest front. We love to use filters on our photos. We love to give the best spin on a story. We love to hide the embarrassing facts and just present the best version of our story or ourselves. But the devil hides in those hidden places and those hidden things that we're not comfortable to share. And if we share them honestly and humbly, but give glory to God. In other words, we say, I was lost. I was struggling. I was addicted. I was um, dishonest, whatever it was but god came into my life he forgave me he changed me he gave me the power he gave me a new hope a new purpose a new vision and now he has enabled me to overcome those sins if i do that i'm uncovering the hidden darkness where the devil plays and light floods in and god's purposes are achieved and the devil has to flee because usually he hides in embarrassment shame Accusation and lies and testimonies overcome those things. So let me just read you a few verses that will help us to understand practically how testimonies are a weapon. And when I say a weapon, we are fighting the devil's work around us, in the world around us, but also in our own lives. You know, there are two places in the New Testament where Paul speaks about the schemes or the strategies of the devil. In 2 Corinthians 2, he talks about how we should forgive one another in the church, in the family of God. We should forgive one another wherever we possibly can. As often as we can, we forgive, we forgive. We don't hold on to bitterness. He says, because we are not unaware of the schemes of the devil, And then he tells a testimony about his time in Troas, how he was struggling, and he was he was feeling so weak and so lonely, and he was struggling to find God's will, but how somehow through all that, God led him in triumph. And he says, God always leads us in triumph and spreads through us the fragrance of Christ to everyone around us. That's a testimony, and he was giving it in the context of these schemes of the devil. In Ephesians chapter 6, he also speaks about the the wiles or the schemes or the strategies of the devil. And then he talks about the armor of God. And parts of the armor are parts of your testimony. He says, you put on the belt of truth. When I tell a testimony, I'm telling the truth. Where the world puts a, a glossy version of the truth, I tell the real truth. He says, you have your Feet fitted with the shoes that are the readiness to share the gospel of peace. When I tell a testimony, I'm saying to the devil, I'm ready to tell people about Christ. (laughs) He says that you have the helmet of salvation, uh, which is understanding salvation. He says, Uh, When I tell a testimony, I'm explaining what happened in salvation. I have the breastplate of righteousness, which means God has made me righteous and it's causing me to live righteous. When I tell a testimony about how God has made me more like him, that's the breastplate of righteousness. He says the shield of faith, which can extinguish all the fiery darts of the enemy. When I tell a testimony, I am acting in faith, but I'm talking about faith, about seeing and believing invisible spiritual truths that's faith and when i talk about that then i am putting on the armor of god and then lastly he says the sword of the spirit which is the word of god when i include aspects of how the word of god has impacted my life in my testimony the sword of the spirit and so you can see the armor of god is part of our testimony truth knowledge of salvation faith Uh, the readiness to speak to others, all of these aspects of the armor of God are part of your testimony. So let me go through these verses. Revelation 12 verse 11 says, they overcame him, that's the devil, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives to the death. This is talking about the end times, the, the last three and a half years, of uh, life on earth before Jesus comes back. And it says the devil is ro- roaring around like a uh, he, he's very, very angry. He's a dragon and he's come to earth and he's really angry and trying to hurt people. And it says the believers overcame him by the blood of the lamb. That means Jesus is my righteousness, not myself. By the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives even to the death. We overcome by the word of our testimony. And it gives us a clue as to why our testimony is so effective in defeating the devil. Later on, it says this in Revelation 19:10. John says, I fell at the angel's feet to worship him. He said to me, see that you do not do that, for I am your fellow servant and of your brethren who have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And so what he says here is that when I tell a testimony about Jesus, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. When I tell a testimony, he says here, the the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What he's saying is that as I give a testimony, it may be my words, my story, my truth, giving glory to God. But God inhabits it and he makes it a prophecy. He makes it his words. And we know that his words, prophecy, are powerful in defeating the devil. You know, when when a prophecy is spoken, it's not just information of what God says. Something spiritual is released and the devil is pushed back and defeated. There are many verses I could read you about this. Um, But in 1 Timothy 1.18, Paul says to Timothy, I charge... This this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Paul says to Timothy, prophecies were spoken to you. With those prophecies, you can wage warfare, the good warfare against the devil. And so we see that when we give a testimony, the testimony of Jesus is the prophecy, is the spirit of prophecy. God is with us. God is in us. You know, Jesus in Luke chapter 21 told his followers that they would be hauled up in front of courts uh, and accused of, of crimes just for being Christians. And he said, don't try and work out beforehand what you're going to say, because God is going to give you words and wisdom that no one can resist or contradict. And he says, He says, This they will lay their hands on you, persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and prisons. You will be brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake, but it will turn out for you as an occasion for testimony. Therefore, settle in your hearts not to meditate beforehand on what you will answer, for I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries will not be able to contradict or resist. He says, When you give a testimony, when you're attacked, or even when you're not attacked, God is giving you the words and the wisdom. Prophecy is a weapon and testimony is prophecy. Testimony is speaking God's words. He gives you words and wisdom that no one can resist or contradict. Isn't that beautiful? Amazing. The other thing is that it changes me. When I give a testimony, it changes me. And my faith is stirred and my hope is stirred. And I'm going to talk about Timothy here, but let me just give you this verse from Lamentations. In Lamentations 3.21, it says, This I recall to my mind, and therefore I have hope. And then he speaks about how God's mercies are new every morning. When I recall to mind what God has done and what God has said and and worked in my life, when I recall to mind and when I share it as a testimony, then I have hope. It stirs me. It changes me. The the testimony weapon is not just to fight others around me, but it's to fight the lies of the devil inside me. Have you ever been discouraged, fearful, uh, timid, afraid, and, and you just feel like, oh, where am I in God? When I recall testimony, even if I don't say it to other people, but I say it to myself, it stirs me up and it changes me. So let me read you this amazing passage from 2 Timothy 1 verse 6. Paul says, therefore, I remind you, and he's speaking to his son in the faith, Timothy, stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So Paul says he's reminding him that he laid hands on him and a gift and prophecies. We know from other places, prophecies were given to Timothy. A gift was given to you when I laid hands on you. The Holy Spirit came upon you prophecies, power, gifting, but he says, stir them up. Okay. How do I do that? He says, verse seven, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And that's talking about an evil spirit. There is an an evil spirit called the spirit of fear. And it's one of the devil's tactics. He lies to us and intimidates us, says people won't accept you. You're useless. You're a sinner. You've blown it, whatever it is, there's a spirit of fear and intimidation, or he puts panic in us. And it says, Paul says, stir up the spirit that I've, that God has given you through my laying on of hands. God has not given us a spirit of fear or, or shame or intimidation, but of power. That's the word dunamis, which is translated miracles in other places. He's given us a spirit of, of dynamite, dunamis power of love and of a sound or a saved or a healthy mind God has given us a spirit of power and of love and of a healthy way of thinking and this spirit of fear is against you so Paul says to Timothy stir up what God has put within you the gifting that was through the laying on of my hands you have not been given a spirit of fear in other words that fear you're feeling is not of God it is of the devil God has given you power miracle overcoming power, love, a healthy, saved mind. And then he says, therefore, therefore, because of all this, because I'm telling you to stir up this gift, because God has given you his powerful, beautiful spirit, because that fear that you're feeling is not of God. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share with me in the sufferings for the gospel, according to the power, the dunamis of God. He says, the outworking of it. How do I stir up my gifting, Timothy says to Paul. Yes, you you prayed for me and God's put his spirit of power and a love and a healthy mind in me. Yes, thank you. That's wonderful. The spirit of fear is, is not of God. Yes, thank you. But what do I do about this? He says, therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony. Friends, when we share a testimony, You say to me, but I'm too scared to tell my testimony. Can I encourage you? Can I shake you up and say, come on, stir up this gift that God has put within you. Don't be ashamed of the testimony. You can start by telling your testimony to yourself. I've done this. This is just a little, a little secret I'm gonna to reveal to you now. I do this every time I pray, I remind myself of God's goodness and what he's done in my life. And it gets me going. It's like a, a dynamo, a generator that gets me going in prayer. I say, Thank you, God, that you've never left me, that you come, you've come through so many times, that you've helped me, you've forgiven me, you've saved me. Thank you that you are faithful, you never change. And I I recall to mind and I recount the good things that God has done. Testimony is telling God's truth, giving God the glory, and not being proud, but saying thank you to God. When I do that to myself first, what happens is I'm stirring up the gift. I'm overcoming a spirit of fear, which is the roaring lion trying to shut me up, and I'm not being ashamed. And once you've done that enough, there's a stirring within you. There's a power and a love and a healthy mind within you. The fear starts to go away and you can resist the devil. You can tell him to get lost. But as you tell the testimony to yourself, the power of God comes in and you stirring up the gift. And then you can tell others, do not be ashamed. You know that fear and shame and uh, just, just a reticence to share our faith and our testimony is such a common thing. But the devil would like you to think you're the only one who feels it. He would like you to walk into church, and as you look around, you think they're all better Christians than me. They're all sharing their faith, but I'm not. I want to tell you that the Bible says that no temptation has seized you except what is common to man, and God is faithful. He is with you. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you are tempted to be fearful, he will give you a way out so that you can get out of it. The way out is testimony. You tell yourself God's truth in humility and honesty and with his power. And then you overcome the fear, the spirit of fear. Amazing things happen. You remember I told you a few weeks ago the story from John chapter 9 of the man who was born blind. And he lived his whole life telling a story of of sadness. But then Jesus healed him and he was bold enough to stand up to the authorities and the Pharisees and everybody around him and say, no, Jesus healed me. Jesus healed me. I was blind, but now I see. And amazing things happened. There was a, a big stirring in the Pharisees and, and they even came to Jesus. They said, are you saying we're blind? And Jesus said, because you think you have perfect sight, you are blind. You need to be humbled. There was a, a great A victory of the kingdom of God, where where the lies of the devil were being challenged and pushed back and cut through because the blind man's testimony, he didn't have fear. His parents were fearful, but he overcame it and he wasn't ashamed and he spoke God's word. Friend, can I encourage you in your personal time, don't have fear, tell testimonies and it will overcome the spread of fear. But then in your public life, Be bold to say what God has done. You don't have to be a perfect preacher. You don't have to have a great oratory ability. You can just say, God did this for me. God did this for me. And it will come out of those personal times where you're reminding yourself what God has done. And as we do that, we overcome the devil by the word of our testimony. God bless you. Coming up now, this is Lizzie's story.
1: So I was brought up in a Christian family and I was baptized when I was 13. When I was baptized, a lady had a prophecy over my life that God has separated my life and he would be looking after me and blessing me. I was only 13, so I didn't really understand what that meant. Um, and then as I was at school and I was growing up, I was different to all my school friends. I didn't go, out drinking and um, partying and smoking and things like that. However, when I was 16, I was raped. I wondered why God would let this happen to me. And how could he let this happen to me? I was meant to be his daughter protected. Um, So my life then changed. I pushed myself away from God and I rebelled, I derailed. I went against anything that my parents had said to me so I started drinking, doing drugs and sleeping around. It took quite a few years um, of me living in darkness and I call it living in darkness because I was really depressed, suicidal and um, I was diagnosed a few years later with bipolar disorder. Now in all those years of darkness I had not told my parents about what happened to me. So I told my psychiatrist and I'd never told her either. She basically said, this is really important. We need to tell your parents. So I told my parents um, and it was very, very freeing. And all this while my little sister was forcing me to go to church with her on a Sunday. And I say forcing because I would go out drinking, doing drugs, all that, coming in at like 5 a.m. And she would get me up at eight saying, right, we've got to go to church. So she took me to a Christian prayer event where I was prayed for, but I, I wanted my eczema healed. And so I got prayed for. And within six weeks, my bipolar was healed. And I was off the antidepressants, off the mood stabilizers. And my psychiatrist said that I was no longer clinically depressed. I was no longer clinically bipolar. And I quit smoking on December the 31st, 2007. I stopped doing drugs March 2008. And during that time, I was slowly having one foot in my old lifestyle and one foot in my new Christian lifestyle. Although at the time, it was difficult. And at the time, there was heartache and pain. God was there the entire time. I didn't see it. And it took years for me to change a lot of things in my lifestyle. Um, But I know that the Lizzie that I am today is the Lizzie that God wanted me to be. And now,
2: this is Ife's story. I will tell you about a time where um, our God has been good to me and my family. So, we came to Jersey seven years ago now for coming we trusted or we prayed to god to lead us to a church where we could feel among as a family we we believe um church is a place where we come together to meet people and then they're like family to us so um we got to jersey and my husband checked online and we saw lighthouse church when we got there we were so blessed to meet lovely people. We saw the pastors, we saw the elders, and they made us feel like a family. I mean, they prayed with us, and while we were there, we, we formed um, a new family. It was a place where we, we didn't know anyone, but we are so, so blessed that God um, connected us to these people. In our life, group, we prayed while in, still in Jersey. we wanted an accommodation, and we really, really believed God for one. We prayed together, for God to come through and he did in a miraculous way and we got accommodation and the finances to be able to sort out the accommodation God provided. Um, Another time God came through for us as a family was when my husband and I, we prayed to God to change his, um, for a change of job. He was in this job where he just knew it wasn't right for him. But we kept believing God and we kept trusting God and praying to God. And um, miraculously, uh, God provided another job for him. And this job right now has been a, uh, a job that came timely for us. And um, and over time, God has come true and had, um, he has, or is still our source as a family.
0: Thanks for listening. Please visit leadinglightsnetwork.com and subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Please consider supporting this ministry by making a donation on the giving page at leadinglightsnetwork.com or lighthousejersey.com.